0: Please go to tacticalpermaculture.com to read my blog, watch my videos, view my photos, access web applications, and click on the join membership link to access exclusive features. September 16th, 2023, episode number 86. I'm going to start off with a, uh, was probably going to be a pretty solid series of updates on the development of this permaculture video game that I'm working on. It's really, for a lot of reasons, become a, a focus now in my life to where it's gonna help me get in the zone, keep my mind off some some injuries that I'm trying to recover from, and just be a a fun and constructive, nostalgic, Retro adventure That uh, may or may not Be fruitive in the sense of it being Embraced And And really backed and, and really A Economically viable financial success However I feel like it's a niche that Is not uh Very filled, very competitive Um, I feel like it would be an appropriate use of my time and energy given that I have some disabilities that I'm trying to recover from to where if I'm unable to, uh, to to do much in terms of developing my real world permaculture site for Potentially a long period of time. I just keep thinking about what was going through Bruce Lee's mind during three months of of bed rest, and if I can learn code, write code, create art, and kind of evolve those skill sets, then it's going to be a a net positive for me personally. So, with that said, you may, if you have been listening for a while. If there's a significant update, where whether it's philosophical, current events, something related to practical stuff on on, on the site here, then I will um, I will be uh, interjecting those as they come up. But at this point, I'm really going to focus on this journey of developing a game in my 40s totally generation gap uh, deficient in 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 being up with all the trends and certainly I, I don't type that fast you know everything is just kind of um in, in the spirit of, of Mr. Miyagi trimming a bonsai tree it's not about being the fastest it's not about being the flashiest it's just about enjoying the process and um however I think it is worth documenting and it is interesting because what I'm doing is I'm basically extrapolating from my permaculture career in the real world and baking it into an educational gaming experience environment and if it's if it goes beyond just me having this toy to play with then um it could be useful and it could be fun and it could just extend the system of permaculture in in dimensions where it's where it's lacking at the moment. So I'm going to do these updates that may be so, sound somewhat technical, but there'll be a reference point a technical re- reference point for the people who may in the future want to iterate on the code or help with the code and it's a way for me to process the abstractions into more down-to-earth form of of what I'm dealing with on the screen. So the update for now is that um, big news actually, very, very, very big news, which is that whereas the game started out as a a very retro, almost 8-bit Nintendo original Nintendo Entertainment System, NES, kind of retro graphics level and gameplay user experience level kind of a platform. And... I wasn't dreaming that big in the first version that was viable, that actually worked. I I just was thinking, well, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, everything is a placeholder or could be a placeholder. Your girlfriend or boyfriend could be a placeholder. Your home could be a placeholder. It's something that signifies that you were... That you have anchored in and established something in your life, but but you may you may choose to um, evolve and uh, and and swap things out, um, people, places, and things, and that's part of having free will, and that's part of the pursuit of happiness. So hopefully we can all do that without uh, getting in trouble, breaking hearts, going into debt, breaking laws, etc. Pursuing happiness without going to jail and going into karmic hell. But in the context of a video game, I say to myself, yeah, what now is just simply a text button or a text banner could easily become its whole entire walk in experience of an interactive environment with the most advanced 3D graphics and the most advanced, even AI non-player characters, et cetera. I mean, but I'm not dreaming that big and I'm doing this very much guerrilla style, but the kind of what's important to me is to get the the, the, the business logic, the permaculture training straight out of the manual, adapted, of course, as as needed to be compliant, Um, but as a certified permaculture designer, I have some, some, um, amount of license to, to teach permaculture and to practice permaculture and to sell and to market my unique brand of a sort of, um, yeah, of, of the permaculture design system. And, um, it's very much like a free and open source software in that sense. However, there are certain parameters that, that limit it from being completely un, unrestricted. But, but that's um, kind of a, a footnote for the, for the purpose of this of this moment. What I'm saying now is that I don't really care if it's finger painting in the early stages because if the code that's pointing to finger painting graphics is actually sound and correct and elegant and efficient and free of bugs then the skin basically of the game, the graphical experience of the game that can evolve over time either because people step up and they say, hey, I wanna do a makeover and I'll do it as a volunteer on GitHub or Bitbucket or any of the um, code repository collaborative working environments that, that you can hope to get some love on from people who are enthusiastic about what you're doing I'm not holding my breath but point being I'm willing to do kind of a hack job on the on the mismatch of different um styles but the big news that I got kind of on a tangent <laughs> and I'm going to come back to the big news is that from that 8-bit SNES environment that I started off with I now have just been upgraded not for the not for the graphics for the main platform of the game but for a new sort of level or angle or perspective to add to the game which is more like the Super Nintendo 16-bit graphical experience and that came in the form of a dear friend of mine of many 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 years who has been my go-to friend rate commission artist and in a lot of ways, one of my best friends over many, many years, and we've done a lot of collaboration together, and I let him know I was feeling very existentially motivated given my current health situation, where I said to myself, you know, don't be shy to let people know who are close to you or, or who (laughs) who have been close to, close to you, don't be shy to let them know that, um, you know, you're kind of in a state of mind where this may be your last contribution and you want to (laughs) just, even if it's, even if it's like totally not embraced and totally laughed at, it's still going to be my best effort. And, And, uh, And it may be my last best effort, and I say that, uh, not uh, 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 I I say that because I'm closer to death than I than I ever have been, and there's no guarantee that I'm going to survive at this point from where I'm at. So, I decided that, of all of the content that I have produced (laughs) in my life. Which some things, some units of content you might consider a significant accomplishment of art or music or just some sort of project or whatever. I'm I'm not saying that doing a permaculture video game now is the crown jewel of my life, but I'm going to live by the four agreements and I'm going to do my best, and I'm going no matter yeah to me it's it's the idea of the spinal tap keyboardist philosophy of have a good time all the time and that and to me the idea of if you say you're having the time of your life in in a way you could interpret that as oh that could only happen once or you could interpret that as well you should try to make that feeling happen as often as possible Because you're going to be a different person, you're going to have different energy and different hormones and different tastes and different friends and all that. So for me, right now, where my energy is at, I even said to myself, I said this, I said, you were a kid and you were a crazy gamer up until the age of about 11 from maybe whatever it was, eight, nine to eleven. But those, and during those years, you don't have a lot of other. You had, you have you end up with a lot of dead free time. And although I was definitely an outdoorsy and athletic child as well, I had a very good balance. I would say, and so that I was fit and I was balanced with my outdoor time and outdoor activities and my fitness activities as a martial artist and as a, a sort of. Um, recess sports player, if you will. Um, but still, I did my homework, I got good grades, and I played a lot of video games. Certainly the weekends, I would play, I would go to the arcade and I would play mostly Street Fighter Two or Mortal Kombat when they were out for the entire length of the time that the Nickel Arcade would be open. That was about 10 or 11 hours on at least... One, if not two days of a weekend. Um, So yeah, Saturday and Sunday. And then the rest of the week I would be on Super Nintendo or Nintendo. And those were the most concentrated couple few years of gaming... And then I never turn back once I hit puberty, basically. So <laughs> I have a thesis about that. I've talked about it at length. I'm not going to go into it right now. But I will say that uh, there's something about menopause where your your home, hormones change, your prerogatives change, the amount of BS and antagony you're willing to put up with <laughs> to pursue what made you crazy and that you had to pursue otherwise you'd be made even crazier like that energy is has subsided i'm glad i had a lot of fun with it i'm glad i don't have a lot of bastard children because of it i don't have any bastard children because of it i've chosen not to breed in this life so i can gracefully dismount from that crazy train go into menopause and return to that state of grace that was getting lost in building a model train set, which, which was even, which was before video games for me. Before video games, it was model train sets. So if I really want to go back to the zone of being very creative and very free from, shall we say, the, uh, the, the, the social climbing and the sexual politics of adolescence and adult and and, and early in, in, to adulthood up to middle age now i get to have this this renaissance and 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 it's beautiful because i'm doing permaculture design on my property so i get to do real world things but then i also get to feed that back into now making this video game and Thanks to one of the gifts from these injuries that I'm dealing with right now is that I, I, I pushed myself to reach out to that friend and I asked him, I literally asked him because he's like, the, to me, the most badass video game, 3D artist, professional, went to art school, has been working in game development studios for years. And is very, has been very close to me for many years. And, um, but I wasn't interested in gaming and I wasn't gaming. But I would always be like, hey, can you make me a logo? I'll pay you or, you know, can you sketch up this concept for me for a a design of some kind? And he's just like the best jack of all trades artist and creative friend to have. But now I'm at a point where I had to say to myself, if this could possibly be my final contribution and who knows how much of a work in progress it'll be, how far along it'll get. Because I'm living on a prayer right now That I don't lose anything more than what I already lost In terms of ability But I'm just barely able To work on this game So I asked him I said hey Dude Bargain bin What do you got Scrap on old hard drives Stuff that's never seen the light of day That you don't care about I will offer to buy A bundle of, of To license any and everything of any kind of scrap pieces of art that you ever made, that that I I get to choose from, you know, kind of to to that might fit the theme of what I'm working on, and uh, you know I I'm, I'm I'm not I don't have a, a that much of a budget, but I would I would do something fair and and and, uh, and I would think it would be the coolest thing ever at this point, and he he replied. And said, I don't really have anything like that. However, there is a flash game that was a school project that was made uh, back in the mid-2000s. And, and I, I saw that and I was just getting to know him at the time that he was going to that school and that, that and and where that flash game got produced and then later I ended up actually learning flash and, act, and doing action script and doing flash games and flash movies but his artwork and his just being trained profe- being trained by professionals in an actual school obviously he was light years ahead of me but it was an amazing graphics and amazing concept and and i and i even wanted to figure out how to kind of adapt it to to um to real world projects and have it be sort of a a um somehow integrated with with the real world and um whatever almost 20 years have gone by and it never i mean it it, it was just literally a one level one objective maybe five minute demo of him having learned basic skills of, 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 of d- designing artistic assets and then and then basically programming them to to be a, a viable game environment within flesh but it wasn't really intended to be its own game to evolve and to get backing or anything like that but for me because i just within the last year have really resurrected my my coding skills and modernized some of them certainly not 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 to be competitive with anyone else but at least competitive with myself so i was able to within a half a day take like basically like a salvage yard strip the entire flash game file by using a virtual machine on a host computer to run an a dinosaur version of of flash on a dinosaur version of windows and be able to resurrect the source files which you could not without the application you couldn't pull the images out from a flattened file of a uh, extension and 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 language etc binary whatever from a different application i mean maybe there are people in the world who could reverse engineer that code without the application but but you don't have to, because even if you download a trojanized, malware-laden, uh, unofficial version or cracked version of that uh, of that of that original application, running it in a sandbox of a virtual machine. Um, I mean, I will say for the record, it's not cracked. It's 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 a it's a it's supposedly a bona fide trial version that gives you the 30-day trial period option, and there's no indication of it being cracked. However, I would totally assume that to just go and download the first thing I found, which I would never do in a million years for any other reason other than this. But it's worth noting that. carefully handling the chain of custody of that executable and executing it in a disposable virtual machine, that's the whole point. And you don't have to be a a sophisticated penetration tester or, or, or ethical hacker to, um, to develop that skill set to protect yourself because, yeah, there's a lot of times when, oh, you might want to open one of your old files and, and, and you don't have a version of the software anymore, and you find some way to download it online. Don't just install whatever it you think you need in order to open that file on your on your main operating system. Look into virtual machines so that you can uh, create a bridge between the file systems and get files from your main operating system into the environment of the into into the virtual machine environment and then manipulate them and then bounce them out that's the way to do it so needless so so basically yeah it was to me it was really fun and <laughs> took my mind off a lot of pain and suffering to be able to get in the zone and reverse engineer that Flash SWF file, and uh or is it FLA? Now I'm now I can't remember. But either either way, if you're old school, you'll know, you'll remember. There's the, there's basically the Flash movie, which is the output, has its own extension, and then there's the project file. So yeah, one of those two, basically digging into it, extracting, and it was not easy, and it, <laughs> I did not remember how to do it, and I almost didn't do, get it right, but I finally got it right, and then there was, yes, a mass exfiltration of the, 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 of the art assets, which are the most important, and then I had to reckon with and reason with the art of the sprite character and its eight positions in order for it to be like, there were games I remember in the arcade. One of them was Heavy Barrel, where actually there was like an eight-directional joystick that 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 would kind of rotate in a way, um, not just go in a circle. Uh, that was that was very interesting. Uh, but basically, the Whereas there are plenty of games in the past with the kind of retro Nintendo vibe where you just go from left to right and maybe you can jump, maybe you can't, but you just kind of run or walk scrolling to the right. And uh, what was different about his Flash game and what's different about the character art is that it's actually... It's still two dimensional, but it gives you eight directions of movement, so you can walk. To use the compass rose, you can walk north, south, east, west, northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast. So, I once I had all of those um, frames basically, and there was six frames per running action per direction so whatever that total is plus a still frame of the of standing of the character standing facing each direction so between the eight standing still orientations and the eight running orientations which each had six, I believe, um, frames within them of what it looks like when you run. You lift one leg while the other is on or near the ground and you cycle through that and, and for that to look, um, for, to animate that, you, 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 you could choose any number of frames at any frame rate but basically, as long as it's somewhere, somewhere more than two, it gets a little bit more believable and the sky's the limit. But what he was able to do with those six frames and what I was able to do very quickly with the uh, with the GIMP um, Linux open source based graphic design alternative to Photoshop, I was able to to arrive at a at a, a workflow where once i got the first few animations of running in the gif building environment within gimp then they it, they started to just i started to be able to crank them out to the point where i was able to find public domain artwork to create level enemies of the same scale with not the same matching and and certainly not the same quality of art and not the not the perfection of the the six frames of running but i was basically able to to approximate those art assets and the animation of them to get the to get the running gif for the game. And so I was able to literally create within a day and a half basically a, a new level to the, to the game that was uh that was far far flatter and 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 basically 8-bit and now I have this 16-bit environment that I'm playing with. And uh I'm willing to break the rules and be unorthodox at this point because, again, like I said before, it's a—it's about getting the logic of permaculture uh, established, and and the graphics can always be changed, and even the entire—I mean, everything can always be changed. Like I said, everything can always just be a placeholder. I'm—I'm I'm enjoying it. That's all that matters for me, and what's very cool about what i what i what i'm very happy with what i feel very excited about is that this motif where i'm at is very much like uh the legend of zelda number 2 link's adventure where you go through a very high level very broad scale overview of very small characters and very small movements um and that's the sort of default platform or environment and then when you bump into something or you can, you encounter something or you go in through through a little tiny door or whatever that's when it pops into a a, a zoomed in closer in scale um env- environment where it's a lot more visually stimulating and, and it just, it adds variety and you can get away with there being different artistic styles between the two, those two planes, if you will, or those two scales. And there's no reason for there not to be more scales. So as far as I'm concerned now, I'm going to work with whatever I got. I've I've got some, now there's so many different tools in the toolbox and colors on the pal- <laughs> on the palette, if you will, digitally speaking, that I think it's just going to be a mashup. And if it's wonky and, and funky, as long as it's not glitchy and as long as the code works, if it uh, phases through different genres and different eras of art, <laughs> then so be it. I'm going to I'm gonna make it the most um, hideous, kitschy, uh, abomination of avant-garde <laughs> video game design, and I'm gonna have the time of my life doing it. And I'm gonna share the adventure along the way. And hopefully, like to me, this was a very soulful, is more soulful of of a of a episode to record about where the about about this process for me than than it even is technical because i'm talking about just the arc of masculinity i'm talking about friendship talking about aesthetics i'm talking about finding meaning and adding meaning and oh yeah i was going to say i said to myself what if you didn't know this but the real bargain that you were engaged in almost like in crossroads where where um uh Blind Dog Fulton, Smokehouse Brown, had already sold his soul to Legba for rock and roll or for blues. The idea that for me, what if the bargain that I made as a gamer, as a child, was that, yeah, it's cheap enough for you to buy these game consoles and games and... or or rent the games and whatnot or borrow them or whatever. There's really no barrier to entry to have all that fun and and all that variety and whatnot. It's a very, very privileged thing that you have at your disposal. And, uh... But what if someday, after you get done chasing girls, basically... You're gonna settle down, and life is gonna kind of crush your soul a little bit and crush your body a little bit, or maybe a lot. And you may arrive at the awareness that uh, what what if all of the time that you played video games as a child, you're now going to rebalance that time debt of playing with actually giving back and building but doing so where you're going to take everything you've learned in life that's meaningful and that is ethically and morally and and upstanding and indicative of some kind of value and wisdom then To me, that's fair, and I like that idea very much spiritually, even though I have no chance of being competitive as far as I'm concerned. I don't think I'm going to impress anybody, but this is the arc of life, and this is midlife crisis territory, and if you don't find a way to be constructive, and be having the time of your life and be having a good time all the time could be very, very depressing to be in the circumstances that, that I'm in. And it could be very, very depressing just to be getting over the hill, that alone. So, I don't know what it is for anybody else, flying kites, origami but like I said before, I'll say it again now like in Shawshank Redemption when Red says that prison time is slow time, a man will do just about anything to keep his mind occupied well yeah, injury recovery time bed rest, recovery time It's precious to be able to get in the zone. And uh I can write, but I don't I really don't love it that much. I I can write literature, I can write memoirs, but I'm having way more fun writing video game code and making video game art. So that's what I'm going to do. And it's going to be wholesome. It's going to be redemptive. It's going to clean my soul, clean my karma and and I will know that no matter what happens to me, if this is not the most profitable or subjectively the best work, I will have put in my best efforts and I will know that it will have been to further the educational accessibility of the permaculture design system and I will add my own kind of, yeah, my own life experience to it. And my understanding of what makes gaming fun and what makes lo- gamified learning fun. So, that is that. And thank you for listening. Cheers.